At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, here's how Miro works. See? It's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another 100 meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Welcome to the Range Podcast. I'm Ricky Bruley, and with me is Jake Hollywood Iverson. Join us at the Archery Range, where we'll tell stories from the hunt, discuss technical bow shooting tactics and gear, and pick the brains of some of the most successful people to ever shoot a bow. Whether you're about to shoot that X for the win or send an arrow at a trophy buck, this podcast is for you. Range Podcast is brought to you by Vapor Trail Archery, makers of the best bowstrings money can buy, originators of limb-driven arrow rest technology, and innovators of stokerized stabilizer systems. Welcome to the range, everybody. I'm your host, Ricky Bruley, and I am sitting here with uh, a gentleman who we've known for a little while. He helped us, um, he took some fantastic photos for us, and it was uh, actually our last inside archery cover and um so yeah welcome to the welcome to the show this is kind of an impromptu uh episode we thought we'd do something fun and do it around a fire and just have a conversation so how you doing man good man yeah when you get 50 degrees in january uh i guess you take the opportunity to have a little bonfire chat it i know it's and it's wild too because when we planned this we wouldn't have known it'd be this warm either So I was completely prepared to be bundled up and suffering. Yeah, and that's great. Just like sitting in a deer stand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Except not worried about the noise. Yeah, exactly. 
tell us a little bit about you, yeah. right? Like, what do you do with your family? Um, and I know we maybe got a little bit into that, but talk about your archery origin story. Oh, sure, sure. Um, okay, so, yeah, my name is Paul. Uh, my name is Paul Vincent. I'm a photographer by trade. So um, I went to school for accounting and finance and figured out that wasn't for me. Oh, so, see, I didn't know that. See, yeah. this is, I love this. Yeah, it's a little-known factoid. Um, but did that and then ended up uh, doing photography full-time in July of 11. So we're, we're like 13 years into this endeavor. Yeah. Um, so I get to shoot most of my stuff that I shoot is people on location. Um, so a lot of like tourism work, um, New York Times, Polaris, Harley, you know, that type of, of work. So mm-hmm. working with people on the field, not as much studio stuff, although um, you can do a few things like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been a fun journey traveling and getting to meet people. That's kind of the, the fun part for me is you get to meet so many different people and go to so many different interesting places. I like to say I'm shooting interesting people or interesting places. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just get cool access to different things. Yeah. Um, the other day, uh, we were at like some ice festival, and we were just like in the back. And it, nobody questions you when you have your camera and you're shooting. Then you, you, it's like, and CEOs are like, "What you want me to do? What? Okay, cool." You know, like yeah. everybody just listens to you when yeah. you have a camera. You could tell them just hop on one foot, and they would, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, it's fun building rapport with somebody, engaging with them, or figuring out like in this environment, like what's beautiful, like a, a mountain bike, you know, trail. Okay, how do you shoot this in a way that mm-hmm. kind of shows off the landscape? So yeah. definitely an outdoorsy person grew up doing like wilderness leadership camps in high school and college. Um, I always love just being outside inside gets me a little bit like kooky. So that's mm-hmm. why winter can be rough here. Um, and then, uh, I'm from Minnesota, grew up in Minneapolis, still live here. I've hunted pretty much all many Minnesota right now. Um, pretty much hunting Minnesota. Hopefully we'll go out West. Um, and then I have a wife and two kids, a three and a five year old, which keep me busy so it's that balance of finding time to hunt and also being a dad and mm-hmm. also working and yeah. um yeah it, it, life is full and wonderful and has its challenges but I feel very fortunate to have the opportunities that I do have yeah yeah that's awesome yeah thanks man oh yeah the boat the archery origin story so um the first time I went and sat in a deer stand uh my father-in-law got me into hunting mm-hmm. so he is an avid outdoorsman uh a lot of bird hunting a lot of pheasant ducks and deer mm-hmm. um you know he was hunting when they're uh just recurves in their finger on the strings and once they had little leather holds like oh that's for sissies you know yeah. they wouldn't do that kind yeah. of stuff um so he's you know where i learn a lot of my stuff from but he has a little property uh about a half hour from us that i get to go and hunt so the first time i went out there it's just load all the boys up brother-in-law's sons alan you know father-in-law in the truck and head out to the farm and just sit and i'm like just sit okay <laughs> and then at about like you know five minutes to sunset somebody comes uh, or sorry five minutes um shooting light left father-in-law walks down the corn line but i don't know so i'm like I oh, this is a deer and i'm not like drawing back or anything mm-hmm. but I don't even know what it is. And I'm like, there's something out there. This, my heart is racing. You know, yeah. like I'm sitting in a stand, not doing anything. And then something starts moving, something starts happening. And my heart starts like racing. And, uh, it was my father-in-law. It wasn't even a deer, but that feeling of being out there in an environment that you're, I mean, it's stock hunting where yeah. you're just like, okay, I'm going to surprise you basically mm-hmm. in your natural habitat and try and in that moment sort of 
outwit you or be quiet enough, just not screw it up enough where mm-hmm. you get an opportunity to harvest a deer. Yeah. Um, so that was, huh, what year would it be? Probably like 2018 yeah. or 19. Um, but I didn't really draw back on a deer until like 2018 or 19. Yeah. Um, and, and once you do that, it's just like, felt like it was game over mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. It, it just really hits my adrenaline and, uh, my outdoorsiness, the, the strategy, the techie of your gear, as well as the weather, what's that doing? Where's your pressure at? Where's the yeah. wind going? This whole fall, I couldn't help but, like, once deer season was over, I'd be like, oh, I can stop looking at the flags now. <laughs> you know, you're driving into work and yeah. you're like, northwest wind. Okay, that would be sitting here. That'd be sitting there. Oh, I love you're it. Going out to the stand, you're like, oh, it's a little different out here. It's a yeah. little different. It's more north. You know, okay, yeah. then that's going to affect it because can't be blown into the corn, can't be blown into the beans. Um, so yeah, kind of like fully, fully got me and then found some other buddies that are really into deer hunting as well, archery and, and gun too, but, uh, just that common connection. And then you yeah. start telling your different stories, texting them when you're sitting in a deer stand, texting my uncle who is on my mom's side, um, who we don't have a ton in common, but like deer hunting season rolls around and we're like, you sitting? Yeah. yeah sitting? Yeah. Like, see, what are you seeing? Some common ground, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you're texting trail cam photos to people and mm-hmm. waiting for the video to download so you can see it. Yeah. Stuff, so, That's yeah. cool. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Ricky Bruley here, Vapor Trail. We're really excited about some new features that we've just added to the Gen Integrate X Limb Driver Aero Ref. previous model that we had had the micro adjust knob that stuck out and so it made it difficult to remove these one piece low pro quiver from Matthews. We've eliminated that knob and now it's an Allen key that you would use to make that adjustment. We thinned up the area here where the activation cord is as well. We really squeezed it in about a quarter of an inch. It's a little bit lower profile so now you don't have any issues with the low profile quiver comes off nice and easy. You also have, of course, the added feature of the integrated mounting system, so you can mount the arrow rest right to the rail on the riser of the bow. Additional features include new markings that differentiate your locking screws from your windage and elevation screws. All VaporTrail arrow rests have a free-floating head, providing more forgiveness and greater downrange accuracy. No need for a bow press, simply tie the activation cord to the limb and say goodbye to interference with cam timing caused by cable-driven arrow rests. The new and improved GI-8X is available and ready to ship. Trust the originators of limb-driven technology and head over to our website at VaporTrailArchery.com or stop into your local archery pro shop to get yours today. How did your season go? Oh my gosh. I So I'll start it off with, uh, I'm in like kindergarten when it comes to hunting. I like everything is new to me and it's exciting i've been hunting for like five years but mm-hmm. uh, i don't know what it is uh i'm like an adrenaline junkie uh, yep. i just love like the adrenaline hits so like skateboarding snowboarding stuff growing up mm-hmm. and for some reason sitting still in a deer stand yeah, yeah. it it gives it to me you know mm-hmm. it scratches that itch so it was a, a long season um a lot of opportunities ended up closing it out so for if you're going to sit about 30 times that's about what I did this year because yeah. I have I have property that's 35 miles away from us. Uh, my father-in-law has a little farm up there, so that's good, man. That's a strong effort. Oh, it's 
it's a family effort. Like my wife's like, I'm taking the kids. I got it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be home for bedtime. You know, like I can help do stories and all that stuff. But it's like, I was just addicted to it. Then you got the trail cameras and you're looking mm-hmm. at all that stuff. You got all the stuff that you see beforehand. And then you're like, okay, I think this is rut. And so for all the 30 ish times I sat and it didn't go according to plan, how you draw it up the mm-hmm. last time it did. Yeah. Know? So, so that was, a nice way to end this season mm-hmm. last year i didn't harvest anything I, I shot one above the long below the spine and mm-hmm. he, he lived we saw him on camera oh, later really? so but then i didn't take anything all year so right. uh, okay so then this year we did have success which was a really nice way to end it <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah. definitely yeah. yeah i didn't get out too much i think i got out maybe three times so 30 days opposed to my three yeah yeah know. well but, i'm in that phase where you're just trying to learn so much mm-hmm. every time you go out it's like so i've been hunting for like this was my fifth season um all archery with my father-in-law mostly on his land and mm-hmm. stuff and uh, every time you're sitting in the sand and you see a deer and you're like oh my gosh like, mm-hmm. I think so. This is so yeah cool. you know and then you you see one and you get a chance to draw on one and you don't shoot and then you actually take a shot and you're like oh i didn't see that branch or limb or whatever it is yep. in the way mm-hmm. i mean every single step along the way you're just learning so much so just seat time has been mm-hmm. super important for me yeah you know no it's awesome yeah yeah that's cool yeah this year was a little just my focus was kind of in a different area you know what i mean yeah. and and i want to get out west i want to start doing that again you know what i mean and so like the last couple of years i haven't drawn any tags and so that's where my focus has kind of mm-hmm. been. And then, so I've got some spots that I can, um, that I can deer hunt, uh, here in Minnesota, but they're, they just, they're not real good, you know, to the yeah. point where it's like, when I do go out, it's, it's simply just because I got a little bit of time to get away and I'm just going to go sit. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have any expectations. I'm just, you know, testing gear and, you know, yeah. trying out, I've got a saddle. I started doing some saddle hunting and I, uh, a couple years back. And so again, just like, okay, I just at least got to get out a couple times to, yeah. you know, um, keep in the rhythm with it because every every year the first the first time I climb up in the tree it's kind of like oh wait how do I do this again you know what yeah, I mean so um, so it is strange for me because I I used to do a lot of the metro hunts so I would hunt quite a mm-hmm. bit uh, but it just got to be it got got to be a lot with our three year old and and so I was like told my wife I was like well would it be easier if I just took like a week long trip out west and she was like yes I'm like mm-hmm. all right done that's what I'm gonna do but I haven't mm-hmm. drawn so <laughs> yeah so I've been going out to the boundary waters and fishing and doing stuff like that just to yeah. you know just to still get away um but yeah that's awesome that's really cool that you got out so much and then especially with you being an adult onset hunter too and um you know it's just really cool that you're getting out and you're you know you're getting at it and you're doing with a bow I just I love that you mm-hmm. know um, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe you do some gun hunting too, and I, I'll only shame you a little for that. But. No, I, I've never, <laughs> I've never gun hunted for a deer. I mean, we'll do pheasants. So really it's like my father-in-law, I don't know how long it took him to get through college, but he was just hunting. He, you know, up in Nodak, just birds, 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 and deer. I mean, they grew up hunting all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have land, you know, family land scattered throughout the state. And it's like these beautiful properties. And then he bought a few, uh, probably like 15 years ago this farm that's 35 miles from us and mm-hmm. it's just like i came into the family didn't have anything wrong with hunting i just yeah. didn't have access to it right didn't yeah. do it mm-hmm. and uh and started hunting just go something social well social to do you drive out there then you go talk about your stories when you come come back to the car mm-hmm. you know yeah and that's his he but he likes bird hunting like go do pheasants because you're just walking and talking the whole yep. time so mm-hmm. he'll get me out walking and talking doing bird hunting but i'm like 
I don't have a deer yet. I can go sit in the stand, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, that's been my intro there. And, and uh, so this year I got two. Last year, nothing. And then I had three the previous three years. So mm-hmm. that was like, okay, like we're we're getting somewhere with mm-hmm. it. But the bow thing is uh, you're just so intimate. Like you're just mm-hmm. so close. And it's such a – I mean, this year I'm sitting 15 yards from a buck, and he's behind bush. And I've – First year, no bucks. Second year, no bucks. Third year, you see some bucks. This year, I saw like six bucks. And I know what ones are out there because you have the cameras now. It's yeah. like, come like September, my social media is my trail cameras. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, I don't even care about any any other thing like news source. <laughs> I'm just like, wake up in the morning like, oh yeah, look at this guy. He's yeah. out here doing this. And, mm-hmm. and like, but that'll help you too because you can see, you know, I used to think that rut was like, the 6th of November yeah. at our property. Mm-hmm. And now this year, I'm like, I had bucks on does like the 13th. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, what is going on this year? And mm-hmm. the activity, I think this year throughout the state, Minnesota was a lot different, yeah. at least that, that I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like some population things with last year's winter and more wolves and bears, etc. Yeah. But even around our property, we just didn't hear like, on that gun week we just mm-hmm. didn't hear the activity that we usually would yeah and it didn't seem like we had people taking stuff um so it seemed like it pushed a little bit later mm-hmm. but yeah i mean this year was really rad really fun a lot of fun different opportunities learning way more about like where to sit how to sit we're like a big horseshoe woods with uh road and and egg field in the middle mm-hmm. so you don't have like that deep back where you're just like leave it leave the back don't go in the back you right. know yeah. leave that bedroom and then you know, you try and poach your trails going your travelers from there mm-hmm. but so we're you know i'm trying now to figure out okay here's some food sources we had the farmer leave up like how do we get into these zones spending way too much time on youtube like <laughs> geeking out on okay like oh access and food and mornings and evenings and which stand is which and mm-hmm. i mean it's just like a fire hose and then to to go with it uh like the end of october i'm shooting my bow and it just like blows up in my hand so the the uh limb on the top where the axle goes through the back of that had cracked oh. basically where the axle goes through too old just cracked and i'm drawn back and i release and it just, oof, the energy just goes like everywhere. On it. So I'm like, I've been trying to like be good and hold off and like yeah. be with this bow. And now I'm a week before and now I have to like figure out, I mean, you do, you have your bows that you like, but mm-hmm. you're like, I've been trying not to actually kind of look cause yeah. I didn't want to spend mm-hmm. $2,000 on whole setup. Yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, it's still fun. I, I, I got a new bow, shot that, got it all zeroed in went out that first night and i had just a little spike buck and a little doe i'm like oh this is gonna be a good season I'm yeah like, yeah yeah. i'll let those pass you know like i'll mm-hmm. let i'll let the doe pass and and we got some more stuff coming down the line but then it's just from there from that end of october all the way till december 18th was the day that i got my my doe and a buck that night so oh, cool. um so that was my last sit we had a little warm up that came through Minnesota. I mean, a lot of the states did, mm-hmm. but um, it was cool in the mornings. Went out in the afternoon. I did. I sat in a different spot. I've done the saddle thing, mm-hmm. so I really just hung a set and then got up and had a plat like a, a hangable platform um, with a seat on it, but mm-hmm. used it like a saddle stand. And then I was like, okay, here's what's gonna happen. <laughs> you do this every time, right? Oh yeah. Like, oh okay, yeah. This is my game plan. Mm-hmm. They're gonna come out warm up on the south side of the slope. Then they're going to go down and hit those beans because mm-hmm. we had the farmer leave a couple of rows of beans. Yeah. We go down and hit those beans. 
and then I'm not sitting in the stand that's over there because they know it's over there. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna hang this set over here. And they're gonna come across the field, and then I'm gonna be in business. It's yeah. gonna be great. Yeah. You know, and that's how every hunting evening or morning yeah. starts. You know, like yeah. you've got it dialed. So no joke, I hang my set, and it's a new stand. So I like crap, break that stick off and throw it away. So <laughs> you got like your lane and stuff, and uh, and then sure enough, like 20 minutes later, oh there they are, 200 yards away. I got time. Okay. I take my gloves off. Like they're gonna go down, hit those beans. I go down, hit those beans. Like okay, that's great. Nice, good. There's four. There's a mature doe, a medium doe, and then two like little yearlings. I'm like, oh, this is great. Getting stuff all set up, and she doesn't follow the bean line around. She just comes like straight across the field, comes into the woods. I'm like, okay, okay, which way are you going? You going that way? You going that way? Mm-hmm. Okay, coming this way. Perfect. Boom. You're like. 20 yard shot like that's great awesome (laughs) perfect okay wow that just happened like i thought it would and then uh you know i keep my eyes on her and then the other does come in and they're like what happened what happened here Mm. where's she at yeah so they're looking for her and then i'm like oh there's another deer there's another doe oh that's that that's the four point that i've been seeing Mm. i mean yeah I'm in kindergarten, man, so, like, a four-point for me, I, it doesn't matter, like, how many spikes it has. I'm just, like, I've never even drawn on a buck, so yeah. I'm, like, and it's December 18th, so yeah. I'm, like, okay, let's go, man. So he just, and he was on her trail. She she had her glands, all, like, scented up and stuff, yeah. and we got to her. So where she got shot, he just came right into her. Mm-hmm. But I don't have an arrow. Oh. <laughs> so I don't have my, like, quiver on the bow. Yeah. I've got it on the tree. It's around the tree. So those other three deer, they go out and find her. Then they swoop back across, and the buck looks at them. So I'm like, great. Reach around the tree, pop one out, knock it. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. So then draw back. He's behind some bushes. And then he decides he's going to go hook up with those does. And he turns and kind of does that, like, quartering away, like, going out of my shooting lane yeah. window. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's now or never. Yeah. And so it's just like, boom. So shoot that. And then... My father-in-law, like, loves the social aspect of it. So mm. I'm like, Alan, what are you doing? He's like, yeah. oh, you know, getting ready for dinner. I'm like, oh, you got a second? You want to come out to the farm? He's like, oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes out. My brother-in-law comes out. And a buddy of mine comes out. Because I didn't know where I shot. The first deer I ever shot, no idea what happened until, like, I'm listening for it crashing through the woods. I just yeah. pull back and I shoot. Yeah. And then now fast forward to this one. I'm like, okay, I know I pulled back. I know I got my peep on. I know I had my sights on. I know that I was on body. And then from there, I blacked out. So every time, <laughs> every time I, like, get a little bit further down the line of, like, control. But it's just, you know, every little thing. I'm pulling back on this thing at 15, 20 yards. I'm like, dang, I'm going to spook it with my string just drawing yeah. back. Like, it's so quiet right now. <laughs> and so instead of your traditional just, like, pull back, I'm, like, mm-hmm. trying to be super quiet about it and super slow and mm whatever but so i don't know how my shots are but you know we start tracking them like well she's there and he's there and we go this way and she's 50 yards off where i saw where i lost sight of her and Mm -hmm. then we go start looking for him and like i can't quite find him can't quite find him and then he's like 100 yards off so they're both like really close in we quarter him out there and then so the fun part for me i think this is what does it with deers from deer hunting for me is it's like the 360 so i get to Go out there, do the social thing, chat, engage. But then it's a solo activity, but then there's always some story afterwards, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so now we're processing these deer. So um, 
we actually processed them in the basement, both of them. So mm-hmm. um, that's like a fun thing for me. And and then we got them tested for CBD, both of yeah. them. Um, so I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to feed my family stuff that yeah shouldn't yeah. get them. Yeah. yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, we got them tested, but we processed them all in the basement. So it's now like we have New Year's. We do like a surf and turf thing. Like my father-in-law has always done. Well, actually, it was my my grandfather-in-law's on that side they would do lobster for new year's mm-hmm. so now it's like we've got deer my buddy got a muley in uh montana so we had some muley backstrap whitetail backstrap um and just a couple different cuts and stuff so i cut i grilled all that stuff up and you know it's like that's the family experience mm-hmm. like that's bringing it all the way around of yeah you know providing for your family doing this thing it's, it's you're taking time away from the family but then they also get to share in it mm-hmm. because you're bringing you know Actually, I don't know how many pounds of meat you'll get off of them, um, but we've got a half a freezer full, right? Yeah. So we've got yeah. a lot of meat for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, venison, we ground it up. We've got old uh, bacon ends, applewood smoked bacon ends, and so mix that in. Yeah. So it's it's now like we get to experience it as a family throughout the mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. Um, and you learn so much more when you cut it up, and, yeah. and it's a lot of work, but you're like, oh, the sirloin, that's where that is, and that's where this is, and that's how you cut this, and you just learn so much more about the animal in general mm-hmm. so that's kind of the f- fun part for me so that was like my hunting years as unplanned as possible <laughs> and then some amazing like interactions in the middle where we have a beautiful 10 point out there and it's it's very tall um rack like comes and wraps around like nice halo and then mm-hmm. just super tall yeah and I'm like man if i could just see that yeah that'd be fun yeah and one night he just comes out my wind is blowing over him. He's down a ridge, ridge, and my wind's blowing over him. Not very much, but yeah. I'm like, you shouldn't be there, right? You know. <laughs> and there's these does that come through, and I'm like, oh, those does, like, did I spook them. Why are they moving like that? Like, mm-hmm. what, are they, what are they doing? I bet they smelled me. So they cru- cruise through. Then this ten point comes through, and he's 60 yards from me down a ridge, no shot. But I'm yeah. Like, oh, he's just gonna chill. And then he like beds down, takes a nap for 25 minutes yeah so i got binos on and i'm like oh my gosh this is incredible yeah, you know right. like to see this thing that close no mm-hmm. shot so i'm not even like nervous yeah. you know i'm just yeah. kind of like okay okay maybe he's gonna come up, hit these beans behind me after mm-hmm. he gets up from his nap you know and the canopy of like leaves on the floor i can't like no way i can sneak up i'm like yeah may i get down there and like, no that's not gonna happen mm-hmm. you know sort yeah. of thing so those interactions you get to see uh, yeah it's it's weird how it just totally sucks me in and Mm -hmm. and from the gear to the strategy of you know beforehand to that interaction where they're 10 yards away from you and you're like oh my gosh like i used a a decoy this year and it stopped them but it stopped them in the wrong spot behind a bush and like Mm -hmm. okay like (laughs) you know like he didn't come in and hit it but it's like he stopped right here. Like, oh, well, my decoy's got to be over here. So he, like, comes in a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, watching the snot drip off his nose. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, come on. And that's actually the one that I ended up shooting later mm-hmm. in the year. Um, would I have loved a bigger deer? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? But, like, my uncle bow hunts on my mom's on the other side. He's like, you shoot a little one, you never see a big one. I'm like, I don't shoot anything. I'm not ever going to shoot anything. You know, like, I just got to learn. It's reps right now. So it's, for me... Drawing on a deer, seeing a deer, knowing the mistakes that you make. First year I started doing calls. I'm like grunting. I'm, and I can see him kind of coming around. And I'm like, oh, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Mm-hmm. And I go, Rang. oh, 
you're downwind of me. You're right there, you yeah. know? So yeah. you're like, okay, it's just like making mistakes, <clears throat> learning, growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been like the fun part of it. And the social part too, just other bow hunters. Like, oh, you bow hunt. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's kind of a closer community or maybe not a closer community, but if you find somebody that does do that, it's yeah. like very interesting. You have a very common point to talk about, even if you have nothing else that's similar in your life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just like there aren't a ton of bow hunters out there that actually like get into the 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 pain and agony of you right. know having to be so close to a deer so many chances but really everything has to line up and mm-hmm. and it, it's it's a luxury at the end of the day to have that time to kind of spend and learn and 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 just be in nature but it's i mean if you want to fill your freezer you use a gun yeah i mean I, yeah. that's what i sort of mm-hmm. learned this year it's like i mean i could have killed a deer so many times with a gun mm-hmm. but for me that isn't as interesting yeah so yeah i mean absolutely you know i did a ton of rifle hunting with my dad and it was you know back then we had um it was one weekend you got four days and that was it you know it was like so for um i didn't actually start bow hunting until i was 18 so from 12 to 18 i gun hunted and the only opportunities i had was four days a year so it was like the night before you know you can't sleep and i'm just all jacked and i'm like super excited to get out and and hunt and um you you know and every uh every deer that i had killed with a gun up to that point you know it it gets your it gets you going it gets you Mm -hmm. hyped up and you know you we always processed our own deer you know we never brought them in and i think it was more or less just because it was like oh man 100 bucks that somebody process a deer it's like well i'll just do it myself we had no idea what we're doing we're just whatever just following the you know the connective tissue and just cutting Mm -hmm. and doing that kind of stuff and we would we would, uh, you know, we would still bring a lot of it in and have sticks made and stuff yeah. like that too. But, um, yeah, like with bow hunting, it's it's a t- it's a totally different thing. And good for you for lacing some deer and getting them getting getting that under your belt because I and I don't know why people have this. And I did the same thing. Is for some reason I thought, you know, I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm I'm waiting for a big buck with my bow. That's what I'm gonna do. And I mm-hmm. can't tell you how many deer does and everything that I had passed on with my bow because I was waiting for the big buck to come out and then the big buck came out and I just lost it you know what I mean I have no idea I don't even know if I aimed yeah I have no idea what happened it just none of it it nothing panned out and then I went you know how many more uh you know days after that without even ever seeing any deer so it's one of those things too where um you know I'm not going to say that your uncle is wrong right but at the same time and it depends on where you are but, um, you know, I, I pass on a lot of smaller bucks now, like in some metro areas and stuff like that, too, because there's other hunters out there who haven't had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so, one, I'm kind of hoping that maybe they'll get that opportunity. And I'm never going to shame anybody for, you know, if you, if it's right for you, you do it. You pull mm-hmm. the trigger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's never any of that. And, um, and like I said, just, you know... I, good for you being proud of what you did and and again the full circle right you got meat on the table and you got a nice buck that's out there that i'm guessing you made it through the year and you'll probably maybe get a shot at him next year too but um you know there's just that whole thing too you might get to the end of the year and then all of a sudden you're like well i didn't get anything 
you know, Mm -hmm. and not necessarily a bad thing, you know, that doesn't have to be the ultimate goal, you know, just the time spent and, and, you know, reflecting and, and clearing your mind. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where some of my greatest ideas have come from just sitting in a tree, you know, yeah, or, you know, just out on a hike or out in the wilderness or, you know, the Boundary Waters is an amazing place for me to, um, you know, reflect on things and, and do all of that. But, uh, yeah, I just awesome, and it, it's been really cool, like watching how excited you are, mm. like about I mean, this whole thing. I get thing. like even worked just, up, <laughs> just, just talking, you know. Yeah, even just talking about it, it's just it's awesome. I love yeah. it, and that's that's one of the reasons why I thought you'd be great to have on because I just remember when we, um, when we went out to is that the sa- where we yeah. took the photos? That's the yeah. same ground. Mm-hmm. So like when we went out there, and you know, I just remember your enthusiasm, and um, you know, I I've got a shot of you up in the tree, like hanging out behind me, like taking photos, you know, and you just got a big smile on your face, and it was it was a blast, you know, cruising in the wheeler, and mm-hmm. um, and you know, I I look back at all those photos pretty fondly when you came into the shop and and did all that stuff too. So um, you know, and just really cool that because because then you're five years in now, then you were probably only maybe two. I think you yeah. only had one season under your belt maybe at that point. Yeah. And so it's really fun to see, you know, your progression in all of that and um, that you've got someone to help you do it too. Cause that's, that's the most difficult part I think is, you know, you know, I grew up in it. And so I was just, you know, it was just there, right. you know, and, and for you and, and for a lot of people that want to get into it, I think they just don't cause they don't really know where to start. And YouTube's a great resource, but still mm-hmm. it, it can't replace, um, actually having somebody there that can yeah. go out there with you and you guys right. can have those talks and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so. Which in a way, like the, the pro shop and the, and the range that you guys have here is kind of an opportunity for that too. I don't yeah. Know, just thinking about that, like if people don't, you can't absorb as much on YouTube or in a book or whatever as you can just watching somebody do something mm-hmm. or somebody watching you do something. Yeah. Kind of more that mentor mentality. So I hope that I hope that people want to get into it, that, you know, the archery stuff or the range stuff becomes more popular. I'm even watching in here and they're um, like your 3D stuff, like they're live targets, right? Yeah. Like that's the part that you kind of miss or that I'm noticing missing when you go to shoot at the range, like Carver Park's by me the, uh, on the west side. Mm-hmm. And they've got a cool, like, walk-through range wh- where you're shooting different distances and heights and through little pockets and stuff, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But when a deer's coming through your shooting lane, is like, well, you're you're either shooting or you're not. You're making that decision like this. You may have a ton of time, or maybe you're drawing back and shoot, letting it fly in five seconds or less, you mm-hmm. know? So you're not just... <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just like oh my gosh i don't know if he's gonna move or stay or you know get behind that tree yeah so yeah well, hunting's hard and i and there's so again it, it, like you were when you were comparing it to gun hunting too i think there's just a certain amount of reverence that comes with it uh that it, it just gets you hyped up like i um that that mule deer buck up there mm-hmm. on the wall, the, um, the bigger one that's looking at us. Yeah. Um, that one was, that's one of my favorite hunts because that Tell me about it. I shot him <laughs> at 45 yards. And I mean, you know, again, up, up to that point, um, you know, I, d- I hadn't had a lot of big deer out in front of me. Like I was, I was long, sh- I was taking long shots, you know, mm-hmm. I was 60 yards, um, you know, plus where, where a lot of my deer had been killed Mm -hmm. up to that point, at least mule deer. And so when I was that close to him and, 
and then just even thinking in my head going, man, like, all right, my skill set has gotten better, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those deals where, you know, we were out there and it was like the second day, I think. And it was out in South Dakota, uh, South Dakota with my buddy, Travis. And, um, I spotted him and I, you know, when I first started mule deer hunting, I would have got, I would have sat there and gone, okay, let me try to work out a plan, pull out the map, looking at the map. Okay. Mm -hmm. If I get over here, if I do this, if I do that, if I do, and I'm like, I go, Travis, I'm going. And he was like, all right, I'll sit up here and, and, and watch, you know, mm -hmm. and just kind of, we, tr you try to work out signals, but it never works. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. It, 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 so I just, I was just like, I'm going. And I've just learned that it's just like, I mean, this deer's, you know, half a mile away. I got plenty of space in between me and it. I'm just going to get closer. I'm not mm -hmm. going to screw around with wow. like trying to plan it out anymore. I'm just going to get there. Cause I used to hesitate. And then, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh geez, he moved oh, geez, now he's, now he's over here. Oh, geez, now he's over there. So it's like, boom, I'm going to get to the next ridge, and then I'm going to find him. And then it's like, okay, yeah, he did move. Okay, that's fine. Now I go mm -hmm. this way. So it's just like getting getting in there and, and moving and, and looking. Okay, he's still there. All right, he's with this other little buck. They're down in this draw. Okay, get a little bit closer. You know, okay, now I'm about 200 yards out. <clears throat> you know, oh, they're still down in there. So I figure, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get I'm going to get up on this flat. And, you know, there's a couple of, like, big sage bushes right there. I'm just going to get the, the big sage bush in between me and mm -hmm. them. And I'm just going to get up behind that bush, and I'm just going to wait them out, you know, because I can see there's a trail, and I'm banking on them coming up that trail. Um, and so the smaller buck comes out, and he comes across, and I'm like, and all of a sudden then I can see the antlers coming up oh. out of the draw. And I'm like, all right, this is it, you know. And I thought they were on the same trail, so I ranged the smaller buck. Mm -hmm. And um, I ranged him at, I think it was like 52 or 53, something like that. So I dialed my sight in, and I and I get ready, and, and I can see his antlers. I can't see his eyeballs yet, so I'm like, perfect time to draw. So I draw, and I'm just waiting for him to come around this bush. And... And again, like, so from me to the building right there, mm -hmm. and he just looks like a, a giant. Oh, yeah. He's just, a, just, you know, all rotted up in his neck, and he's just, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, getting shaky. And then, um, so he stops, uh, you know, leg, you know, oh, facing exposed. me forward. Yeah. So I'm just like, all right, perfect. And I send it, and he was actually closer. Mm -hmm. And so he was like 35 yards. Oh, wow. And I... Just the size of them, the size difference, I just thought, you know, I don't know. Right. It was just, you know, it was really quick. I figured for sure they were on the same. So he was like 35. So when I pulled the trigger, I actually spined him. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it dropped him immediately. Yeah. And then he was like trying to get away, right. you know. So immediately knocked another arrow, mm -hmm. and I just I just walked right up on him 10 yards right. away and then shot him again. And that arrow, um, I mean, I wasn't trying to shoot it mm -hmm. in the heart, but that's where I got it you know I was just again just trying to put it where it needed to right. be and yeah. it he was done um but just that was like one of the craziest mm -hmm. like super cool experiences because he was so close and it you all happened like 2500 feet on that guy like isn't that crazy and it was and it took me it took me 40 minutes mm -hmm. from where I was to shooting him and him being dead it was 40 minutes and I was like this is crazy like I couldn't you know, uh, just unbelievable, you know? And so and Travis is sitting there watching it, right? Travis. Yep. 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 So, so 
I'm down in the bottom in this flat and, um, and he's like up on this ridge. Right. So then he, uh, basically just went all the way down, um, uh, to where the vehicle was parked. And I was, uh, I just told him, I said at the end, at the end of the day, I was like, just, um, we'll just meet at the truck, you know, cause we're going to, we're probably going to get split up. And so he didn't actually see the whole thing go down okay. because I got in to where he couldn't really see me very well. And then I, and then I think he just, he just decided, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to go over here and hunt, you know? So he, you know, cause I told him, I said, you don't have to watch me. I'm like, if you want to, if you see a deer, go get it, you mm-hmm. know, go after it. And so he kind of moved off and, and, um, and I, uh, didn't I wasn't really too sure what to do the um uh shoot I can't remember there's a landowner nearby that had given us permission to access we had to go through just like a corner of his property Mm -hmm. um and we had met him the previous year and bought him a case of beer and stuff so we could you know in case we had to go through his property or whatever and but we hadn't said anything to him that year and um he actually drove out I can't, I think it was, yeah, it was, the, it was that night after I had, after it, cause I was like taking selfies and stuff. And then all of a sudden this four wheeler come pulling up side by side and the guys like asking me questions and stuff. And I had the bow with me and everything. And I didn't, I actually didn't have to use his property. I went around the corner of his property mm-hmm. to get to the deer just cause I, yeah, I didn't want to risk it. So he was kind of asking some questions and I was like, yeah, I met you last year. Um, cause I knew his name. Uh, his last name's Jensen. Now mm-hmm. I can't remember his first name, but, and I was like, yeah, we brought you, you know, a case of beer last year and stuff. And he was like, oh yeah, I remember you. Okay. Okay. Great. You know, and out here I'm thinking, man, he's got the four wheeler out here. We can just load this bad boy up. Yeah. He can get out to the road, take it to the truck. And he's just like, um, he was like, yeah, no, it's great. You, if you're, as long as you're bow hunting, I'm, I'm cool with you, you know? So it's all good. He was like, if you want to pack your deer across my land to get to the road, all for it. Mm-hmm. Have a good day. Gets in, <laughs> takes off. I'm See like, ya. really? And it's, yeah. you know, two miles to the road. So, <clears throat> and it was getting dark and I didn't really know where Travis was. So I took a chance um, and I actually posed him. You know, I kind of got him posed up, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and kind of propped his oh, head up. Oh, for predators? <clears throat> so they're not- well, no, I, I posed him for, oh, for photos. For, yeah, okay, okay. And, you know, because I figured, you know, rigor mortis is going to set in mm-hmm. and everything like that. So I was like, okay, I'm... I'm like, I don't, it's, it's getting dark. I wasn't sure. Like my phone, it was really cold. So my phone froze and I didn't, I was like, I'm not sure about the navigation in here and how to get out and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just like, so I kind of posed them up and I'm like, I would just start walking towards the road. And I was just trying to, I was like, was looking at the stars and I'm like, Mm -hmm. pretty sure the road's over there. I'm just going to follow that. And so I followed it out, got to the road. I was walking up the road and there was a, a gal that pulled over in her truck and she had her kids in there and she had groceries. There was just like the whole truck was piled with groceries and she was like, do you need a ride? And I'm like, sure. Why not? She's like moving grocery bags over so I can get in the truck. And then, so she drove me up the road to Travis where he was okay. at the truck. I'm like, yeah, I, I got a, I got my base mule deer buck down out there. And he's just like, what really? No way. He, he's like, I thought you like gave up. I, you know, he's like, I didn't know. Cause he's like, I didn't get a message from you and I didn't get anything. We had really bad service, and like I said, my phone was just being janky because it was cold. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, because this is a while ago. This was 2013, I think. Or mm. t- yeah, yeah, so it was 10 years ago now. Wow, that's crazy. I can't believe it's been that long. It goes quick. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was a it was a it was a pretty cool deal. And then um, the next day, we got on a bigger buck, and he shot it, and so we doubled up and. 
Um, what's really funny about that too, is I was kind of driving like this crappy, um, uh, I can't even remember what it was a Nissan, uh, something. It was pretty beat up and mm-hmm. not worthy of driving out there. And he was driving a Prius. <laughs> Perfect. And, and so I was like, I'm like, what if we, I was like, what if we double up? We're, I mean, I'm like, do you really want to strap two mule deer to your Prius to the yeah. top of your Prius? And he's like, yeah, that's a good point. So we rented a Dodge Ram and we drove oh, that nice. out there. So we had the truck and we had two deer in there and it mm-hmm. was, it was rad. So, but I think that's the interesting part about <clears throat> the deer experience is you can do it in a stand. You can do it out West. There's so many different places to do it. So many different experiences to have, but it doesn't really even matter if you get something or not. You always come away with some stories. It's, it's hard. Yeah. There's challenge, there's struggle, there's, and, and hopefully at the end there's victory, but that's cool to me that you you go out there and I think I've gotten into or tried to get into surfing over the years and they say you ride a wave like three percent of the time and mm. that kind of feels maybe even less with yeah. archery like that you're yeah. actually shooting an animal mm-hmm. but like the predictability of something or the unpredictability of something as well as like the potential outcome of like this amazing victory mm-hmm. have to do with how addictive something can be you know like yeah. you just that drive to do something where at any moment it could happen you can't predict it Mm -hmm. and when it does happen it will be like glorious right is that drive that makes you want to go do something want to try and for me that this fall is like okay i'm gonna go sit 30 times yeah i'm not gonna see something Mm -hmm. a bunch of those times right and it's just gonna drive me a little bit more crazy to get out there (laughs) and go because you know of course you're gonna see on the camera that night that something came right through there yeah oh god if I could only get in there, how would I get in there? You know, you're trying to fix, solve the problem, mm-hmm. which is fun. Yeah. 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 All that strategy behind it. And, um, I, I haven't had too many, um, um, places or opportunities where I can do that. Cause again, I've mostly what I've done is Metro hunts and it's just like, you're sitting where you're sitting, you know what I mean? doesn't matter which way the wind's coming or where the, who's, you know, it's just, we're there to, uh, reduce the deer population. Mm-hmm. And if a nice buck comes out, great you know and so um and my you know my two biggest uh whitetails have come from metro hunts and it's it's interesting what you were saying about the rut right and how i always had that kind of mis i wouldn't say misconception so to speak but uh you know just always thinking that the rut was was always around like the rifle hunting season you know i just i just assumed that that's the way that it went and when is it ricky there's there's so many factors you know what I mean? There's so many factors, but I've, my two bucks I've killed, um, my biggest white tails, November 17th, November 19th. Okay. Um, and my theory on that is, is they're in that trolling phase. So mm-hmm. they're, they're desperation mode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They like they, mistakes. they're looking for every last doe they can find to breed. Um, and the hard part about that is, is both the bucks, um, both of those bucks that I killed, I called them in, um, and which is, not easy typically not easy to do in minnesota with the buck to doe ratio being so far out of whack you know mm-hmm. but, and, and it just it depends right there's certain pockets or maybe large private chunks of ground where the buck to doe ratio is um, a little little more under control uh but yeah i um, so meaning more does per buck it's just there aren't as many bucks density so you, to call one in isn't doesn't work as well yeah because they're just they there's no competition Mm -hmm. it's like why why do i care about this buck over here when i've got 10 does over here that i can tend to you know what i mean that sort of thing and so um and there's you know when i was growing up northwest minnesota it was i mean man everything 
everything was gone. I mean, if a deer was coming out within rifle range of a deer hunter, it was dead. You know what I mean? Or at least, you know, there was a shot at it, you know? And so it's the, the you know, the brown, if it's brown, it's down kind of mentality. Uh, and again, you know, no shaming in that area, but it's just, there's also the, there's also the, the thinking that, um, there's just, there's something just more manly about killing a buck. Mm -hmm. I don't kill does, you know, that kind of thing too. So it's just like, so all the bucks are getting killed and there's like a ton of does, mm -hmm. you know, cause nobody wants, cause that, again, there's that thought, well, the does are the ones that, you know, breed and yeah, there's something to that, but there's still a balance. You still want to have like some mm -hmm. balance there with that too. So, um, yeah, so the bucks don't get very big. There's not a lot of big bucks coming up, coming out of some of those areas up where I grew up, but, um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of where I've seen the calling thing being difficult. You know, mm -hmm. when it, with that, uh, with the buck to doe ratio kind of being out of whack. But with your metro hunts, you called them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the uh, my my biggest buck uh, actually he he came into a call, um, but I waited. Uh, he was kind of out in the open, about eighty yards out, and I had no idea he was as big as he as he was either. I just you know I was like, okay, I'm no chance am I letting him walk by, you know, and just kind of waited because. They, they, and you probably experienced this, like you said, when there was that buck that you called and then all of a sudden he's downwindy and he's looking at you. I mean, they can pinpoint that call right to the tree that you're sitting in. You know what I mean? So like, I don't want to, you know, if I'm, if I call and he's out in the wide open 80 yards out and he looks and he doesn't see a buck over there, but he's got like all these does in front of him, he's probably not going to really respond. He's just kind of like, well, I don't see another buck over there. So I'm just going to, you know, stick with my does over here. Mm -hmm. But he got up behind some brush, <clears throat> and so then I, mm. you know, then I called, and then okay, so now he doesn't know what's going on. He does, he can't see where the call is coming from, so he's got to investigate and get mm. closer. And so he zigzagged his way right into 19 yards. <clears throat> well, wow. Um, and I and I shot him, and I got I had a bad shot on him, and that's a whole nother that's a whole nother story that um, I've told in a few a few different podcasts, mm -hmm. but. Um, you know, ended up getting them. And so that was really cool. And then the other one, it was two years. So that was 2017, 20, 2019. Uh, yeah, it was, it was November 17th and he, uh, it was the last day of the hunt. I had seen a much larger buck. There's a, there was a bigger, uh, buck running around in the area that a few of us had seen. And, um, I'm not the best at judging. I'm not the best at scoring. Um, but there was a couple people that said he was probably pushing 190, 200. He had a big drop tying on the left side. <clears throat> um, and I saw him actually twice in that last weekend hunt, mm -hmm. but I didn't, I didn't end up getting a shot at him. And so this other buck was coming in and he got, you know, he kind of came by and he got down, he was about a hundred yards out and I just threw out a snort wheeze and he turned and started zigzagging his way and he literally came right to the base of my tree. I was, you know, standing here like this, and he's right there, incredible. like just looking around. And then he kind of skirts around out here, <clears throat> 15 yards, and he was just standing there. And that's my, um, that's not my strong side, so I had to kind of slowly get myself spun around, and I was able to get spun around, and then shot him. And he just boing, boing, two, two hops, and then he just stood there. And I could see blood dripping, mm -hmm. you know, but I'm like, well, grab another arrow knock it draw back may as well you yeah. know why not he's gonna give me it you know i'm gonna i'm gonna hit him again 
So I hit him again, and then he took off and <clears throat> ran right through this guy's front yard. <laughs> oh, jeez. And very nice groomed yard. Yeah. You know what I mean? His older gentleman, he's like in his, he was in his 90s, but he's, we call his name, he was a doctor, so we called him Doc. And he gets super excited when we, when we get deer oh, off cool. his property. But um, so this, you know, you can just see the hoof prints going across his yard and you can just see the blood, you know, just everywhere. And this buck gets into the woods and he falls over and dies. Well, when we got over there, like maybe, I don't know, it was like maybe an hour later, he had, he had fallen and his head, his antlers got tangled up in some vines. So his head was up. Oh, so weird. we thought he was still alive. Yeah. So we're just sitting there just waiting. Like, yeah. okay, he's, is he going to, what's, what's going on? binoculars like looking we're about you know 40 yards on the edge of the woods just waiting to see what he's going to do and nothing so finally i kind of did a big circle and i came around behind and he i was like he never swung his head around so i'm mm-hmm. like oh he's got to be dead and so yeah he was he was he was done but um and i can show he th- i've got that one he's a year old mountain he's right up above my desk back in the in the lab but um yeah just really really cool to have those experiences where you're like where I've tried calling and it just never seems to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, you just get bummed out about here. Just like, I don't know, am I scaring them away with my calls or what's going on? Am I not doing anything, doing something right? And then when it kind of comes together, it's really cool. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're saying for next year, there's always next year, right? Yes. You're, you're going for like the, the more week long out West experience. It, yeah. I get what you say or what your wife's saying. Like, if you give me a defined timeline, I can buy into that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, imagine if you're running a race and you just don't know how long you're running. Mm-hmm. So every time you get around the corner, you're like, oh, I got to keep going over there. Yeah. Like, that's what my season was. You yeah. know, but if you're, here's your week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it's just as, as my daughter gets older, you know, hopefully she'll get more involved too. And then I'll be, mm-hmm. I'll start taking her out. But, um, yeah, it's just, it was, like I said, I was, I was coordinating those Metro hunts. So I was doing, uh, two weekends in October, two weekends in November mm-hmm. and it's every other weekend. Mm-hmm. So, and then, um, when my daughter, the year my daughter was born and then the second, her second year, um, is when I w- did, was still doing those Metro hunts. Mm-hmm. And it also landed on the weekends when, um, my wife's son would be with us. Oh, so yeah. it was like four weekends in a row in, in throughout October, November, and mm-hmm. she was solo with both the kids. That's a lot. And it's a, you know, we start, the hunt starts on a Thursday. You, you know, we go out, set up on a Thursday, and then we hunt all day Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And as a coordinator, you're the first one out there, and you're the last one to leave. Mm-hmm. So not getting home till you know, 8, 9 o'clock. Sometimes if someone shot a deer, we were out there tracking. I mean, there'd be sometimes where we, you, you don't get home till 1, 2 in the morning. Right. So it's literally just two ships passing in the night, you know, for all that time. And she was she was really good about it, but mm-hmm. I could tell she was getting burned out. And, That's I, a and lot. I was just like, hey, you know, what do you you know, what do you think? I feel like, you know, again, with that, with that defined amount of mm-hmm. time. And, and for me now, I'm kind of that point too, where like I can settle for, um, you know, I can settle for a week out in the wilderness and not necessarily have to be hunting, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so, uh, but yeah, th- so this year, I guess it would be, um, I could draw a bear tag. If I do that again, I'll go up into the boundary waters, uh, and do that <clears throat> for probably a week. Uh, but if I draw my North Dakota mule deer tag, then I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good. So, well, that's something you should try. You should, if you've never been out west, yeah. man, you should. Uh, that's next. I mean, I have some buddies that are, are wanting to get out there, and, and I am totally into that. Um, as you were saying, your daughter getting into it, it just reminded me 
I got Macklin's my five year old, and he came and sat with me twice this year, which was pretty fun. Oh, that's once rad. up in the stand and once in a ground blind. Mm-hmm. And then I, I always told him, you know, when I get one, you'll come help me find it. Because last year he helped me look for the one we didn't find. Mm-hmm. We put two miles in on this lake shore. We just looking up and down and up and down, and mm-hmm. never found it. <laughs> so this year he's like, okay, I'll come look with you. So we find it, but I don't. I shoot these two, but I, I didn't think I hit them well, so I thought it was going to be a hard uh, stock. Mm-hmm. And so we, we find them right away, and we just start gutting them and cutting them up and bring it home, and, and my wife's like, Macklin's pretty upset. And I'm like, mm. oh, dang. Yeah, no, no I, I understand. I thought we'd be out here till like, midnight. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. So I had just the buck head, and we brought back, and we got back, and I was like, Mac, the guys are going to go out to to the local bar, and we're going to have root beer and pizza. Would you come out? We're just going to tell some stories. Yeah. Come with us. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but where's that buck? <laughs> so, like, and, you know, the backside of a buckhead is not, like, pretty. Yeah. And, he like, so I'm kind of hiding it from him, and he just grabs the, the four little points of an antler, mm-hmm. two antlers, the yeah. little guy, and he's just, like, loving it. Yeah. He's like, what's back here? You know, yeah. checking it out. And so I think, you know, it's that, like, learning young, you know, he has such more, more an advantage than, than what I do. Right. But that's yeah. kind of a cool cool experience you know wrapping it full circle with the family mm-hmm. and the food and you know the process and the whole not just shooting an animal people that don't hunt and they're like oh you, you bow hunt i'm like yeah that deer has an unfair advantage on me <laughs> it was like yeah. everything has to go right yeah and it gets so i mean i had one that was 10 yards away it came through right at last light and it's just like comes right through and i mirror drop boop shoot shot a vine right in front of it Mm -hmm. like because it's just so quick you know he can be right there and you just got nothing so it's uh it's an unfair advantage for the animal i mean we do have equipment but it doesn't work out all the time no i mean i've had the i've had the um arrow fly right over their back because i use my 30 yard pin instead of my 20 you know um you know just just silly stuff like that or you know when i was when I started to uh, switch over to, um, you know, primarily using a single pin, like, yeah. forget to move your tell sight. Me about, tell or, me about that. Do you like that? I mean, I feel like a lot of people love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do. I do. And, again, it's just one of those things you have to get used to, but that's what's awesome about these 3D shoots, too. Right. Because you, you know, it's like in between every shot, you're, you know, you're guessing the yardage and then you're moving your sight. Mm-hmm. So it really helps you get in the habit of doing that. Mm-hmm. And, um and and the thing that I kind of learned to do too is, because you can do like a multi-pin slider, so yep. then your bottom pin is like a floating pin, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of nice too. But at the same time, um, I guess the way that I've kind of figured it out, and and I, you know, I don't know, maybe some people would argue this with me or whatever, but this is just based on my experience, is I've figured out, I I like set my bows up, and I've figured out where I can have my. um, I basically set it so that my twenty yard pin is just all like maxed Mm -hmm. to the top, Mm -hmm. right? So like if I'm in a situation where I where I need to quickly dial up, you know, I can just without looking right to the top, Mm -hmm. and then I know where that's at. And then I when I practice, I figure out like how how where how many inches of drop am I getting at thirty and forty yards? Mm -hmm. Because then. Typically, my 20 and 30, um, I don't think there's a bow that I've had where my 20 and 30, uh, I don't even have to move my pin. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, my arrow drops a little bit, but, you know, considering that your vitals areas right. is this big, um, I've never had an issue with that. You know, when I spine that one buck, I just completely misjudged the yardage. Right. I mean, I ranged that deer, that buck, but he was, you know, way, f- you know, 15 yards behind. Um, and so I completely misjudged that. But 
So I've got that figured out. And then it seems like, you know, if they're 40 or more yards away, I think you, you have a greater chance of being able to get away with some of that movement. movement. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I've had some people argue that. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to have. That's more. I got to move. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I. You know, if I, and if I have to go 40, I can move my pin and shoot high. Mm-hmm. You know, and I practice that. Right. So I don't dial my sight to 30 and dial my sight to 40. I practice with yep. my pin at 20, and then I just adjust accordingly. Yeah. Um, and figure out like, okay, do, does my pin have to be closer to the spine? Cause I shoot at an actual like 3d deer target mm-hmm. in my backyard. And so I try to figure those things out so that in a pinch, you know, when right. something's happening quickly, I want to make sure that, you know, and especially in the whitetail woods, you know, most people, you know, you probably range the trees and then yep. you kind of know, okay, if they're out at that distance, that's probably roughly where they are. Um, and that can kind of help you. So you're not having to fiddle around with your range yeah. finder and all that right. kind of stuff. So, and then for longer range, you know what I mean? It's nice to not have to, you're just focusing on that one pin mm-hmm. and you don't have any other pins kind of just like mm-hmm. getting in the way or kind of yeah. mud, mudding up your sight picture. That simplicity actually is is the curiosity point for me because this year, like you said, you're in the woods, you mark your trees when you sit down mm-hmm. and that's what happened this year. It's like he came, she came in and I'm like, okay, you're 15 and I, I don't have time to sight you. Mm-hmm. It's just like pull up and shoot but this year i pull up and shoot and i know that my pins are on but she's walking through my lane and it's like pins are on i shot you know Mm -hmm. and it's luckily so close it doesn't really have that much of an impact on it yeah but it's just so quick so just having one pin of like okay not pins are on pin is on yeah you know there boom Mm -hmm. shoot and with with most of my my setups you know um they're pretty flat shooting uh, I don't get crazy with heavy weight arrows. I, I'm, I don't buy into any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree weight plays a role, but you know, kinetic energy, there's a formula and that includes both speed and weight. So mm-hmm. once you start getting too heavy with your arrow, now you're losing speed. Right. So there's a happy medium there. And so, you know, most of the bows, um, that I've had in the last, you know, probably 10 years, they fly pretty flat. So even if I try to use a multi-pin, my 20 and 30 are stacked so tight that it's hard to even really decipher, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and so that's when I started going to the single pin and, um, I tried to go back to a multi-pin and then I, I ditched that idea pretty quick. Yeah. Right back. Yeah. I was shooting you, you helped me out on that Martin Bengal, Mm -hmm. early 2000s Bengal. Yeah. That thing had a rainbow. Yep. It was just, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there was there was a decent yep. distance between my pins. Yeah. So then you got better gaps in your pins, of course. But yeah, mm-hmm. now they're just so fl- so flat shooting. What bow did you end up getting when yours blew up? I did the uh, Matthews Phase Four, nice. so the 33 inch. Um, what I didn't really realize is you're researching stuff, and they're like, "Oh, these bows are great." And now the new ones come out, and they're like, "Oh yeah, basically the strings that come with all of these old ones are." okay but yeah not great you know mm-hmm. i mean to use throwaway is maybe over exaggerating but not that far off so i'm like okay well great so oh vapor trail has this sweet you just happened to know on. yeah so even though i up. thought that that was funny because i was like i saw your order come in and i go i was like oh yeah he took advantage of the 40 percent off deal i'm like that's pretty cool but um you know we probably have given you that deal anyway oh <laughs> no no but it's it's uh it's great so yeah and i'm i'm pumped to get those on um but yeah, the the Matthews. So go in and I put like sixty arrows through it the first day I get it, and then I go out and sit and see those two, and then I shoot a little bit more, and that's you know end of October, early November. But then you sit in a stand for so stinking long. Mm-hmm. I hadn't shot it until uh, 
the like the end of November. And then my brother-in-law comes home. We go out to the farm, and I'm shooting. And I'm just like, oh man, you know, I'm I'm upgrading like 20 years of technology, so yeah. I'm not splitting hairs between deal. stuff. So I'm I'm not the best person to go with uh, as far as the technical differences between this and that but it just shot so so nice it yeah. felt so good in the hand yeah um but <laughs> you know most things would compared to what i had but For sure but yeah it was a fun experience it's a fun bow to shoot mm-hmm. uh you know i'm sure i could fall in love with other things too but yeah yeah that thing was there and ready and i shot a few different ones and that just felt good i, I shot the elite um omnia uh no or the the, uh, the the carbon one. Oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank? I should know this. Mm-hmm. But that was very nice. Um, now you got me on Omnia. But I shot that um, at the store, and that was very nice. I did really, really like that. But that was at a box store. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'd rather buy from the shop that I keep going into and, and bugging them and learning things from. So right. I bought it from Cabin Peter down there. Yeah, um, no, that's good. They're good dudes down there. Era. Yeah, the Era. There was a very nice, not much hand shock even for being carbon. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty quiet. Yeah, I really like that one too. But yeah, yeah. I w- you wouldn't have to, you know, that bow lasts you a long time. Right. You know, yeah. if you're if you're not worried about, I, I've gotten to the point now too where, um, you know, I I do a new bow every year, and now I'm just like. Time is so limited that when I when yeah. my bow is like dialed in, I don't want <laughs> to mess with it. With it yeah. I don't want to touch it anymore. Yeah. Like I used to swap out strings, you know, four or five times a year, and now mm-hmm. I'm just like trying to carry them, you know, four years, you mm-hmm. know. As, You're like you this know. is tuned. I got it. Yeah, it's like it's good to go. I just want to leave it where it's at. But um, yeah, and I just so I'm gonna be shooting a, a new bow this year, the Prime RVX 36, and. I'm pretty excited about that. I had the PSE Mach 34 that I shot last year. Absolutely mm. love the bow, uh, and and still love the bow. Just um, I needed to do some work on my truck, and I needed some cash flow. So, yeah. um, so sold it, fixed my truck, um, and I, I I've only got like three arrows through it so far. Mm-hmm. I've had it for like two months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've had to, you know, I've had our new arrow rest on it. Um, it fits on these new prime bows, and um, I do have to get rest. So I've got the, the one that comes with. You know, you, you can figure out. Yeah, what probably the quad, a, Yeah, probably an MX. It's the quad. It's probably the MX one QAD. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was funny because I, you know, I'm just. It's a week before a rut. Like I'm just yeah. like. Oh let's, yeah. Let's line it up. Let's you go. You do what you got to do. I get it. But yeah. then, I'm talking to the guy and he's like. Like, well, what about my? Because I wanted to put because I had the seven X from before oh, from yep. my Martin Bengal. Yep. But now they have that angled like diverter. Yeah. And and so, so it doesn't fit. So it doesn't yep. fit. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to figure out a way to do it, and uh, and the guy's like, "Well, it, you want this QAD anyways?" You know, and I'm like, "Well, why?" And he he flicks it, and the the arm for it you know makes a noise or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I'm just like in the flow. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then like after I leave, I'm like, he was flicking it up. Like, yeah. It, it, it flaps down, you know, mm-hmm. and it's all rubberized. And now, you know, the QD, like the arms on it, they wrap them in moleskin. They tape yeah. them. Now the new one, they actually have little rubber bumpers on yeah, them. Yeah, the MX2, yeah. Yeah. But the old ones, they're, they're wrapping them in moleskin. The moleskin's mm-hmm. falling off. Yeah. And then it l- snaps and locks up. So if you want to get out of the tree, mm-hmm. you know, you got to click it down, which yeah. is a noise. And you can kind of <laughs> sneak it through, but you don't like mm-hmm. to do that. I was like, ah, this is my vapor trail. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll definitely get you set up, um, set up there too. And where, yeah. So that new rest, um, we've, it's been so, it's been extremely popular and we haven't, we've had a hard time keeping them on the shelves and, you know, and then we ran into some, uh, you know, machining, not, not machining issues, but basically just the, there was like a, a breakdown in communication with mm-hmm. our machinist mm-hmm. and there were some things that happened and now all of a sudden we're like, okay, now we have to go find a new machinist right. and that doesn't, you know, that stuff doesn't happen overnight. You know, they right. got to spec parts. We got to do R and D. We got to do prototypes. We got to right. make sure everything's good. And so that takes some time. And, um, so we had some back orders, but we just started getting those filled this week, which is thank, thank God for that. But mm-hmm. I would, I would put a rest on my bow and then I would shoot it. And then it was like, and then I'd have somebody that would be like, um, Oh, I, you know, and I'd get like maybe a couple shots through, right. Just mm-hmm. to, just to tune the bow. But then I'd have, we'd have like a writer or somebody that wants to test it or review it or something like that, you know? And so then I'm just like, well, okay, I'll give you the one off my bow. So yeah. I did that like three times yeah. Yeah. <laughs> until finally, um, now I've got one on there that'll stay mm-hmm. on there. Um, and yeah, I'm just looking forward to, to shooting it. I was hoping to have it all tuned up today so we could, yeah. um, shoot we'll, a little we'll bit. We'll reschedule that. We'll get that for sure. Yeah. We got a fire going here, mm-hmm. but I, I legit do miss it. I mean, it's all rubberized. And then the, even from like the timing with the drop and stuff, it's like, if you're cable drive, you've got to figure that out. If you're out, like Matthews has that, the, the state of field system. And it's like, well, I don't, I, I would have to then figure out how to retime my rest into that new cable. If mm-hmm. I do that out in the, out in the field, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, or you could just tie a shoestring to your limb yep. and you're like you go right <laughs> yep and you can get it it's all rubberized <laughs> with the cage but it's got a little like escape hatch in the corner and so you can get it out of there if you need to yep. for like taking it out it's just i don't know i'm excited to get one of those back on but overall really fun boat to shoot yeah and definitely. flat flat and fast mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. really cool yeah rory's got one um and i've shot it a few times mm-hmm. and i yeah i really liked it i was I, it's hard to find a bow that I that you don't like. You right. Know, they're just right. they're all so good. Um, you know, and and we we're partial to Prime here because that's what we sh- what we sell in the pro shop. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, then also you know I really wanted to. Um, I I have a a friend that uh, reps for PSE, and yeah. I had shot. It was two years ago. I had shot his eighty pound bow and. Um, and I didn't even think I, I didn't, I can't draw most 80 pound bows. Mm-hmm. And he was like, um, well here, try it, you know, and yeah. so the total archery challenge. And so I, I was actually able to draw it back and then shoot and it was really smooth. And I was like, I was like, you're pulling my chain. That thing is not 80 pounds. And he of course had a scale right there, yeah, right. scaled it out. And I was like, wow. So that cam system that they have is so efficient that, um, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to switch over to that and try that um, EC2 cam with the Mach 34, and it was it was a smooth draw. So now that I've got the Prime, it is a little harder draw, um, so something I have to get used to. I'll probably drop the poundage down a little bit and then mm-hmm. just work it, you know, work it back up. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they're all so nice, man. I don't, you know, it's hard to find a bow, a, a newer bow these days that doesn't yeah. feel good in yeah. your hand when you shoot it. Right. Especially if you're going from what, like a <laughs> early 2000s Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was great. It was a hand-me-down. I loved it. You helped yeah. me like tune it in. Yeah. I was like, at that point, I was like, ah, maybe I'll just get a new one. And then like, no, Ricky helped me tune it up. We got new strings on it. We just got yeah. it dialed in a little bit more. And I, I kind of like that challenge of it too. It's like, mm. I'm not taking mountain shots where I'm taking a 70 yard, like yeah. crazy. I'm, I'm 
15 to 30 yards that's my sweet yep. spot so mm-hmm. i was like i can do this yeah and then it was just like no you can't because i'm broken <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like oh it decided okay. it was not going to be uh right um, hunting deer anymore that's, yeah that's that's kind of scary i've actually i've never had a bow um completely explode on me before um the energy just went fired some and, all over it just went yeah. like up down everywhere even like the the knock came out of the arrow because i don't know why it came out of the shaft and then it like pinked back and the, the knock or the you know was behind me and the arrow was flopped 10 feet in front of me and then all the string was just sort of like sitting there yeah all the limbs were you know like limp and loose yeah. and I was like what just happened <laughs> luckily crazy. nothing really like got hurt but that's cool speaking of children here there's my little one oh come hey. here baby come on come here so yeah we'll, we'll have to wrap it up yeah um, that's great man Perfect. But uh, thank you so much for being here, and we should do oh, this again. Um, yeah. We can, we can go out um, if you want. We can shoot for a little bit if you want to shoot for a little. No, bit. No, you or, do it with your family. We'll we'll um, hit it another day. Yeah, that'd be great. But um, well, sh- she's gonna pack up and head out. The little one's yeah. gonna kick it with us. Say hi. There's the camera. Um, but yeah. So thanks again awesome. for being here. Um, if anybody wants to find you, where can they? Uh, social media, where can they find? Oh you? yeah. So it's. Uh, Paul Vincent underscores on either side. So underscore Paul Vincent underscore um, mm-hmm. or Paul dash Vincent.com. So that's all my commercial work on there. So, so definitely go check him out. Um, super talented, great guy. Uh, I'll definitely going to take care of you if there's anything you need for your photo needs. And um, you can find us at the range podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, make sure you head over to the vapor trail YouTube channel and give us a like, uh, subscribe, and hit that bell so you can be up to date on all things archery. And if you are listening, be sure to give us uh, five stars on either Spotify or iTunes. And with that, we are going to pack up our bows and arrows, and we are hitting the range. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, man. That was really great. That was fun. (laughs) Glad we had the fire. Yeah, it's so awesome. Vapor Trail is now offering an exclusive discount to the Range Podcast listeners. Enter promo code TRP15, that's T-R-P-15, at checkout for 15% off VTX bowstrings and Vapor Trail and Stokerize branded t-shirts, hats, and other gear.